time to get busy. Like we always do about this time. It's the Bigs. Here comes Stafford. And he's picked off. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. You already know what time it is. It's the Bigs. A drive the other way. It's going to go. Cubs lead. Number 11 for Javi. Officially rocking with the Bigs. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. Two nothing socks. It's us, the Bigs. Levine. Oh, my goodness, Zach get Levine. Or get out the way. Woo. You're rocking with the Bigs. Right here on the Bigs Radio Network. And just like that, we back in the building. Episode 13 on deck. You are officially rocking with the Bigs. I'm your man, T-Tom. One half of the demo, man. Go ahead and let them know who else is on the other side of the table with me. Officially back down on the soil, man. I know it's been a minute, but better late than never, man. You already know I need no introduction. But for those that might need an introduction, mama, there goes that man. Mama. Definitely happy to be back at the Mess Studio. Shout out to our Mess family. Go ahead and check them out at madeamess.com. What's up, E? How you doing, bro? Man, we working over here. As usual, I expect nothing less from the guys. That's what it is. And, and shout out to y'all because things that have been said on previous episodes of the Bigs are now, like I'm seeing it now in the streets. It's very like interesting to see people agreeing with what y'all have to say, but they didn't know y'all said it. Y'all are ahead of the curve is what I'm trying to say here. You know what? That that seems to be a trend on this on this path that me and Gene have been on for the, uh, the last few years. We didn't tell people about a few things that ended up coming into fruition and they had to look back at it like, you know what, I think the Bigs, the Bigs told me about that. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, a lot has gone down. Uh, Bears, Bulls, we didn't wrapped up uh, another baseball season, so we got plenty that we want to talk to y'all about. But I'm, I've been waiting to, to bring this to you guys because I know you guys are going to have some opinions on this one. It's Bulls season, so we officially can talk NBA again. We, mm. Oh, is that is that cool? Is that official? Can we do that? Can we take off the ban on the Bulls? Yeah, they, Gino? They, play, they play a preseason. I went to the preseason game last week. It was cool. What what where did you go to? I went to the Bulls preseason game was it last week. Versus the Pelicans? Versus no, it was the one on, uh, I guess, the uh, Bucks. Okay, okay. Bulls preseason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tickets were <laughs> super cheap. It was fantastic. Yeah, somebody told me, man, gee, I saw a ticket for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that three hundred, <laughs> that's that three hundred level holler. Look, too. for real though. It was it was actually pretty packed, but the thing that was interesting was watching. I wanted to watch the rookies, right? Because the preseason, like the real players, aren't playing that significant amount of time. Right. So it was Bulls Bucks. So like Giannis played for like two minutes, but his yeah. little brother played a lot. Right. And I don't think that it was genetically passed on. <laughs> no, it wasn't because his other brother, his other brother, plays for the Lakers. I was watching right. them against Golden State last night. They had a little bit of the, of the Antetokounmpo makings, but yeah. no, Giannis is head. Of That's one of those things where the other two brothers got to thank Giannis for the opportunity. For the opportunity. Right. We're going to get the looks just because that's of the, the long. It's the, the same bloodline. Maybe we can. That's the Casey Erlacher plan, I believe that's called. <laughs> wow. Remember the Bears just picked it's up like Casey Erlacher? Erlacher. Erlacher. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It, maybe it could be something. <laughs> no, but um, I was really impressed, weirdly, by Daniel Gafford, the second-round pick. He was out there playing like it was game six. He was aggressive. He was ridiculously like playing hard defense and garbage time in a preseason game. And for there not being that many bright spots when the Bulls coming up, that was something nice to see. 
you know what at media day uh, a couple of weeks ago that's what stood out to me you know if if you're judging what they say uh i thought that they came out and said that they wanted to put an emphasis on defense and i think that that's what they need they did yeah they put an emphasis on trying to uh transform their games into becoming two-way players so i appreciated that that acknowledgement that they have to get it done on on both sides of the court because that's been an issue for this team now as far as the rookies I like what I've seen from Kobe White. Yeah. I like what we've seen from uh, from Daniel Gafford, a big guy that can move. Yeah. Uh, but Kobe White um, put his name into that conversation on if he should be starting. You know, I starter. Why not? I well, you know, because they they put that money behind uh, Thomas. See, Sadaransky yeah. to me is a dude. He's that second quarter. You gonna give him? He gonna play nineteen minutes? You know, some assists. He might score six. <laughs> you know what hey, I'm saying? That's your starting Bulls point guard. Officially, Kobe was dishing though. Kobe like Kobe is setting up shots. He's very, very much he, from what I saw that limited part. He was like a very traditional point guard with it. He was passing the ball, he was facilitating the offense, using his speed. That's it. Yeah. And like I don't expect him to do anything other than that because I don't think he like I don't think he has the size yet. He he definitely looks like smaller than the other guys out there. But I think it was interesting from my perspective to be like, oh, okay, like I see where the fundamentals are with him, and it's good. It's better than like Chris Dunn. Oh yeah, Chris D. Oh, yeah. Chris D O N E. Yeah, the, the one and only. And he like was out you there. said, why not? Why you not? Know, I, what's the why not? I don't think that this team is a playoff team. Right. So who cares? Even though that's what they have been preaching early, early on in this season is that they're trying to make the offs. I don't see it, nah. which is why I would go ahead and take the chance with Kobe, so you can see. What you have right off the bat. Because if it clicks, if you find a lineup that works, I think the best case scenario for the Bulls this season, they're the league pass team. You know, they might get a couple of upsets at home. And if they find a lineup that clicks, they'll win 30 something games. It'll be great. But that's like the best and, case scenario. And for if they season. stay, they got to stay healthy. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But like, I think that's the best case scenario. They find a lineup that works this season. I. I don't know, man. I think I like Kobe White. Um, I've I've followed him since high school. Actually, Damn. he was the North Carolina. He's the North Carolina all-time leading scorer in high school basketball in North Carolina. I didn't know that. So, his makeup is there. The makeup is there. But you know, all of that takes a backseat when you get to the NBA. You know, especially well, the point guard game is different now. You got a bunch of guys, even guys like I saw John Morant for the first time last night, and he looked not just like the guy he was at Murray State, but He's not holding back. Yeah, playing his game, playing his game. Right. So I think, I think what Jim Boylan and and the coaching staff they just don't want to throw Kobe White into the fire. But I agree with you. I just say start him and let him get going. Since yeah. I mean, you didn't draft him at seven for no reason. But I think Tomas, like you said, will get that nod just because of the money they spent on him. But I yeah. think eventually, Kobe White is going to be the starting yeah. point guard. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this is my early prediction. I think you have to now enter Zach Levine's name in the comeback player of the year race before the season even starts. Because I think that you saw the, okay, and I want to ask y'all as Hoopers, native Hoopers, the, his commitment Thank to the you. mid-range. Yeah, his commitment no, no, to the mid-range. Native, native Hoopers. I'm native like, Hoopers. <laughs> look, y'all look. I, I recognize, you know when somebody knows what they're talking about and you know when they don't. Y'all know what y'all talking about. But his commitment to I'm going to shoot mid-range shots Man, don't please don't get me. Did you peep oh, my get, tweet earlier? Get them no. started. Get because I've been what waiting. I want all these analytic nerds out of the paint, especially Zach Lowe. Oh, and boy. I no. Okay, yeah. you know 
always thought about when you start something out with saying no disrespect, you disrespect. Yeah, you just might as well. So that's that's like that's like saying I'm not racist, but but yeah, you, he's you a fu- yeah. yeah. Zach Lowe got to get out the paint, man. I want all these analytic nerds who are trying. It's bad enough in baseball. It's bad enough. I had to Wait. live with exit Whew. velocity. Uh, uh, war launch angle. launch angle. It's bad enough that y'all are turning these guys into into lesser baseball players trying to live through this analytic world. It's a video game. Basketball, brother? No way. No, no way. So this is a conversation that started at the last season. There was a lot of conversations around analytics versus intellect, and a lot of ex players talking about they couldn't get jobs with organizations in the front office because they weren't analytical people; they were ex players. Peep my tweet, Ernest. Go back. I'm gonna go back and look to, at it. It's, yep. it's how they get jobs. You know what I mean, it's how they you know get their careers up and going. Uh, but you know, I think Zach Levine is one of the casualties of the conversation. Man, a player that has modeled his game after that classic two guard, yep. where it's where it's not just three-pointer to the rim where he's going to play that middle. You know, he wants to get his his, uh, his middies off, as as you like to say, Gene. And, and it's good that he's, you know, bouncing back or, or pushing back on it. But if you look at what his head head coach said, you got to be completely discouraged. Did you see that this yeah. morning? It's, it's absolutely crazy when— Pull it up, Ernest. First of all, Zach Levine just might be the most disrespected player. In the NBA right now, I was, and you know, I go hard I on Zach. I go hard on Zach, and it's not because I know Zach can hoop. I know he's a baller. He makes the he makes the offensive end of the game look very thousand percent more. You know what I mean? Easily the the best offensive player we have. Yeah, in a in a in a while. But the only reason I go so hard on Zach is because I know that he could be one of the top twenty five players in the league if he exerted. You you see it? Yeah, I got the I got Levine's quote right here, which is just I grew up uh, being a Michael Jordan Kobe fan. Levine said, "I know that some of the greatest scorers in NBA history were mid range, mid post guys. It's sad to see it be pushed to the side. I mean, Carmelo is one of the greatest scorers ever, but he's out of the NBA right now, somewhat because the analytics don't like mid range twos. I think it takes away a little bit of the skillfulness and it takes away some of the weaponry. But I'll tell you this: there's still guys in the NBA, and I think I'm one of them that can still get it done." The best players in the NBA right now are mid-range assassins. Kevin Garnett. You see KG was. I saw KG's I mean, tweet not today. Kevin Garnett. What did he say? KG. So some. I think it was Dor. Not Dorisberg, but um, Rachel Nichols tweeted about Levine today, and this this quote. She tweeted the quote out, and Kevin Durant came out straight up and was like, "Hey, keep shooting, Zach." Straight up, the tweet is literally just "keep shooting, Zach," and he was like, "What?" And then. Kobe, Kevin Durant was like, that's the only way he's going to become a great player is to keep shooting mid-range jumpers and like practicing it and getting better at it. And he was taking them in the preseason game. He was taking it. Like, it caught people off guard in the actual stadium. because People are used to him. Maybe kick it, kick out for a three. Yeah. They, you know, drive for a crazy drive and, ki- and that's it. That's, that's the new NBA. They, they pass up the mid-range game to drive and kick to a three-point shooter who's not even a good three-point shooter. Right. So, in effect... For players like Zach Levine, you're taking away a big part of their game that's going to make them effective. You know, a big part of the, uh, their game that's going to make them the best player they could possibly be. Gene, you tweeted out the quote to Bowling uh, from from Jimmy Boylan. Please read that. Let me see. Read that's what I was. That's what I want. Before I read to. it, I want to note that Zach Levine said that he feels he's a, one of those players in the league. 
that can utilize his um, his mid-range shot. Brother, there's no possible way that you can be a complete basketball player without mastering and implementing the mid-range game into your arsenal, man. It's just it's flat-out ridiculous, and anybody who says otherwise ain't a hooper. Here's Jim Boylan's response um, and his stance on the mid-range shot in the NBA today. He says, well, we don't want to take contested uh, we don't want to take contested twos. I don't want mid-clock contested twos, okay? I like not to take early clock non-contested twos. I like to I like to not take those, okay? So he only wants open shots? Wow, what a what a concept. If they happen, then they happen. And I understand that sometimes you just have to let the game come to you, but I believe in the math. We believe in the math. And we practice do you to the mass. Read that. Please read that dumb stuff. And I like Jim Boylan, but that might have been the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Read that, that last <laughs> sentence again. He says, uh, we believe in the math. We coach to the math and we organize practice to the math. He ain't talking about 5% of math either. <laughs> Man, oh, no. Brother, he ain't talking about He's talking Allah, about you lock box. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he goes on to say that he doesn't believe that the team currently has a player capable of of being a, an effective mid-range shooter. So that's almost... Wait, what? He, in this he, quote, he managed to... He also threw all of his, his entire locker room under the bus. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that's the... That, I feel like that's the Because you know Denzel Valentine thinks he's a very fantastic mid-range shooter. He's yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That is the issue that I have, E. <laughs> you mentioned Denzel Valentine, just mad. Hey, man, let me holler at you, Coach. Hey, hey Coach, um, I saw this. Um, what, what, what happened? Let me holler at you. I'm, if I'm Zach Levine, man, I'm pulling Boylan to the side. Like, look, man, let me holler at you real quick. I think, How many games into the regular season are we? Two weeks. We still got one preseason yeah, yeah, game one preseason left. game, huh? Okay, so. My thing with that, so we, you, you actually, both of you have opened my mind a ton on how, you know, dysfunctional the front office is for the Bulls and how, like, it has led to directly to kind of the state of affairs and, you know, not getting free agents. My question is, I will. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Zach Levine is the best player on the Bulls by far. Right. So, putting this kind of stuff out right before the season starts, I feel like if it was the other way around and the player was making this kind of statement, everybody would be all up him. You, you're just, you know, you're destroying the team morale, team chemistry right before you're being selfish. Like that to me sounds like a really dumb idea right before the season to put this out there that oh, we ain't got nobody who can actually shoot. So it's an extremely dumb idea, man. And, and to handicap your best player basically publicly be like, I'm not riding with him trying to become a better player that straight up. And, uh, Cause he's straight. That's what he's saying. He's like, exactly Hey, in order saying. for me to become the player that I think I can be, I got to add this part to my game. And I think anytime we see a player, you see it like with the big dudes who go work out with like a larger one in the off season. Anytime I see a player making that concerted effort to get better, you want to support that, especially on your squad. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, get better. We want that. So it's weird to me to hear that. But see, then when I guess, as he just stated in that dumb, dumb uh, quote you just read, if Zach just so happens to get into his own world and wants to take the two and implement that into his game, then is it going to throw the rest of the offense off? Exactly. It's going to be absolutely no flow. To your offense because you're playing to the math. I know that you're either going to shoot a three or you're going to go to the cup. You're eliminating approximately 20 feet. Just gone. It's, just, just dead real estate. Who was the player 
uh, where I just saw uh, he was training with Kobe. Oh, Jason Tatum. Yeah. On the Celtics, they saying they trying to take the Kobe out of him. Now I now I kind of agree with that because you got to remember okay. what the Kobe. What they mean is. Jason, because again, so what I try to explain to people, so I've, I've been studying the Drew Hanlon manual. You know, I, I implement the Drew Hanlon manual when I hoop, just trying to get some extra shots in, trying to work on spots. See, that's what a lot of people, a lot of fans that aren't really into the intricacy of the game, they don't really realize that it's about picking your spots, knowing your spots, and, and, and working on that. And Jason Tatum got into... I guess he the Kobe the 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 Mamba mentality. I was Kobe, man. Kobe could take a four a four fake fadeaway yep. from twenty three feet and make it falling out falling, falling out, of, out bounds. of bounds with his leg with, with his, his leg, leg up, you yeah. know. But Jason Tatum, he got out of his game. It's like Jason Tatum was one of those guys who catch and shoot, catch two dribbles, pull up, or catch to the rack. Not isolation, not post game. Uh, face up, two dribble, one leg, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, he got into that, and that took the efficiency away from his game. So that's really what they meant by taking the Kobe out of him. Not not the killer mentality, but just making hard, making the game tougher on yourself. Like, Jason Tatum is 6'9", man. Like, nobody in the league, he could be sort of like a KD. Like, For sure. With, nobody and I think a lot him. of people are down on the Celtics because he hasn't transcended to that level. Because right. of that, because and this, what is it? Is this his third year? This is going to be year three. This is three. Po- point taken, right there. Yeah. That's enough for me. Like he's he should have been working on mastering his craft instead of going there early with Kobe. You go in with Kobe down the line to when it's like it, to you sharpen to sharpen it, and then maybe you need to add. You know, now you're you're losing a little bit of athleticism. Yeah. Now you need to add, just like all of them, Mike, Kobe, all the greats. Once they lose a little bit of the athleticism, that's when you start to add the 15-footer and the fadeaway and the one-leg shot and the, the up-and-unders and all of that stuff. But I think Jason Tatum got away from that too soon because everybody saw the the talent and the and the ability that he had. And, I mean, I'm not going to say Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie affected that a little bit because he got caught up into that because yeah, Kyrie is I think one that, of those guys. I don't think it's controversial to say at this point, given now that we're out of it, that the Kyrie Irving experiment in Boston wasn't successful. Right. Right. Like, I, I mean, proven. Not, it was proven. It was proven. Yeah. But, like, for me, it's like, okay, for him, if he's not the point guard, I think you have a different conversation around Jason Tatum's career to date. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a positive one because the thing is, it's like he still – I mean, is he the number two guy on the Celtics? Is he the number one guy on the Celtics now? Jason Tatum. Who's the number one on the Celtics? Kimba Walker. Kimba. You think so? You think Kimba's? Number oh, he's got to be. So that's the thing. So we see, we see now. Should it be Jason Tatum? Should it be Jason Kim- Tatum? Because you can Kimba make the Walker? argument that Kimba Walker should be the number two to Jason Tatum. You could uh, easily guess we saw what Kimba. We, we didn't saw see with Kimba as a number one. I mean, it was in Charlotte. Yeah, but they it was their season was over after eighty two games. Well, they yeah. are. Well, I mean, they came in ninth. That's out of the offs. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I still the, think the Celtics have questions, but those young players are supposed to be had the Jason had Jason Tatum taken that step up last year. Then yes, he would be. Yeah. But since he hasn't, Kimba Walker is the man right okay. now. Okay. Now he now he has a chance to come in and to, show show everybody. No, this is my team. Is, is he in that Kyrie role, or is he going to be who they wanted Kyrie to be? Kimba Walker. Yeah. No. The, the, yeah. the scoring point guard, the playmaking point guard. I think 
yes, I think he's going to score a lot. I think he's going to make a lot of plays. But the other thing is you also have 20-some million dollars, 40, $20, 40000000 million of people that are around him. Mm-hmm. You still got Gordon, Gordon Hayward coming Who should bench. be all? He should stay on the bench. But he's get he's got to get touches because you, you said earlier about Sadaransky. He's get, you got to justify that salary. No doubt. So he's going to get a lot of touches. So it's one of those things where, yes, I think it's going to be Kemba, but I would hope that this would be the year where – not just and not just Jason Tatum. I think Jalen Brown too. Like forgot all about right? Jalen Brown. But you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, that's going to be interesting because I think that organization was expecting those guys to play with AD. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. So yes, yeah, a, a lot on their back. But I want to tie it. I want to ask y'all a question as far as the analytics and everything. Mm. What is the where does this conversation go? What is the breaking point? Because we see players like KD coming out and being more vocal against it, saying tight. Hey, it's overrated. He was tight. But then we got head coaches Mm -hmm. and front office people doubling down on it, basically telling them, don't shoot it. The the way that it will go away or the way that it will be discounted is if a team that statistically is amazing, like efficiently, like they put together like a 2K roster, you know what I'm saying? And that team is fantastic. And they get the brakes beat off them by somebody. I think in the finals, let's say like it's the Warriors or something. Right? The, a fully a fully analytically sound best on paper team Warriors ever goes to the finals and gets smoked by somebody. And shout out to Cuz Tucson Werner on the live because he just said that's and analytics that just, is the golden is the golden state effect. Hundred percent, and, that, and that's really because everybody saw Steph crazy, yeah, but also up, like that's what the, I need. The Steph thing is crazy too because what they did, and this is just my opinion. But I feel like you you have two things that didn't have anything to do with each other, and you made them have something to do period. with each other. Steph Curry is one of the greatest shooters in the history of the sport, period. That was going to happen regardless. My thing is, they used the stats to justify it. Well, he's shooting 40-footers, um, well, because of his high PER, or the hell it's called. I'm like, no, it's just because he's one of the best shooters in history. Right. So, yes, of course his stats are going to look great because he's one of the best shooters in history. You could go back and look at Reggie Miller's, like that year, like was it 94 or whatever it was. Like, damn, Reggie Miller might be one of the best ever, statistically. Right. right. But I think it's, it's, it's tough because when you get, and I also think there's some tech stuff in that too, right? The, the Warriors and Silicon Valley and all that. Oh, yeah. So, so I think to that point, Businesses, the front office is not ever going to be in the simpatico with the with the actual players because they're like, oh no, that dude has great stats, but he's trash. How many players do you know they got good looking stats? What's the name? You said good looking stats. Chandler Parsons had good stats. Man, please, right? You know what I'm saying? Monte Ellis. Monte. Well, Monte Ellis was cold. <laughs> he was cold for a couple. Years. He was cold for a couple years. That right. one year with the Warriors. Till Steph came. Right. Yeah, no. but but right. that's what I'm saying. But I think that's. That'll be the sea change. It's just like remember in football when everybody and everybody and everybody was like running is the running backs, running backs, running backs, running back. You need two running backs, thunder and lightning. That trend, yeah. And then now is everybody thinks running backs are disposable <laughs> until you need to win a game. Thank you. You know, and so I think back it, to point point proven. You're not winning the Super Bowl if you don't run the ball. Period. It's a I think it's the game. same thing. Yeah. But statistically, you would say. The passing makes more sense. We should invest more in receivers that can get possession slots, you know, more linemen to get the ball down the field, invest in a quarterback that can get it down there. But still need a running back. I think this season is a good example of that because all of them are hurt. A majority of them are. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been undervalued, devalued. Yeah, I would say devalued. Mm -hmm. But that's like to that point, going back to Zach. It feels like the mid, the mid level shot is being devalued. A thousand percent. And so I guess to y'all, what y'all are saying is that it's 
going to end up making or like worse basketball. It's an endangered species, man. I, and I know, you know I mean, from watching this man do his thing, how much it's a part of his game. You know what I mean? It, mm. at, at 40, it's, it's kept you on the court. Brother. Yeah. Brother. The mid-range game, man. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm, I'm disgusted, man. And the fact that Jim Boylan had the nerve to say we practice with the math, math like brother this is basketball it's not it's not a science project it's not it's not uh finance 205 if i see <laughs> another point zero zero six digits per Come on, equation man. Come on, man. oh man i don't know i be looking at basketball reference my eyes get crossed sometimes i'm like i don't know what's going on i know rebounds i know assists <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. What happened when that was the only stats? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm steals. Standing, I'm standing on the fact that my eye test is better than any analytic, any sabermetric that any of these guys. Hey, man, that, again, that's the job. That's the the analytics are, are are major in these sports now because that's a way for those guys to keep gigs and for because if if it wasn't, there would be more blacks in the front office. Yeah, that's a fact. Somebody who came out and said that. Um, I gotta look it up, but somebody actually wrote a whole piece about the fact that there aren't like, there's a, a generation of NBA talent like that '90s NBA staff. Like other than Patrick Ewing, for the most part, you don't have a lot of people in those front offices making. Was those, it Jalen Rose? Jalen Rose, that's oh, who it was. Jalen yeah. Rose for sure. And I think it's frustrating because he's absolutely right. I think that there's tons of insight that these players have to share. Right. I mean, you see again every single summer. Every big man you see, they go into Olajuwon and they're going to train with Olajuwon. Right. So for me, and you see Ben Wallace starting to be brought into organizations for practicing and teaching the bigs and like that kind of thing. So for me, it's like this is a proven thing in, in across every sport. I thought like we have, hey, a Hall of Famer wants to come teach you how to be good at this game. Why wouldn't you do that? So it's interesting to see that because I think it, you're right. It happened in baseball, too. But I think like baseball has kind of gotten a little bit better at not only focusing on sabermetrics. Nah. And I can live with it in baseball a little bit more than basketball for the simple fact. It's, it's more of it's, a chess yeah, match. Yeah, it's more of a chess yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. Pitcher batter matchups. Like all that stuff is. Period. Yeah. yeah. Can be broken down into these very specific situations, you know. I want to get Brian O'Ringer on here. I want to get him on because he scout used to be with the Wizards. He's a pro scout dude. He has a, you should follow him on Twitter. He's fantastic. But I want to get him on here because he agrees with you, but he also uses the stats in his business. And so I want to I want to see if I can finesse that. Yeah, because that is something as far as your point about black executives having to almost adapt to this new way of thinking or watching. The game, you know, they've had to add this to their thing. I heard uh, Kenny Williams mm -hmm. from the White Sox had a quote say, "Hey, I'm not an analytics guy." He's like, "But if I want to keep sure my ain't. job, I had yeah, to become." I better get, I better you know get I mean? with the program, right? Meanwhile, you know, we got nerds coming in getting writers. We seen John Hollinger, uh, who this used guy to write created, for ESPN. What did he create? PR, yeah, yeah, yeah. PR. Yeah. Did Come he on, created man. PR? Got Come a job on, with the Grizzlies. He just left the organization, but he was there for seven, eight years. You know what I mean, it's like okay. What did they do in the time he was there? They had the lead analytics guy, and it didn't. I didn't see any, you know, jump yeah. in their production. They don't. You know there's I mean? not. I don't think is there. Basketball doesn't have a Theo Epstein, right? It doesn't have that person who came in the front office and shook it up to the point. Well, other than I think Ujiri probably is the closest we're gonna yeah, have in Toronto. Yeah, but like Steve Kerr was part. You know, when he was in the, when he was a GM, right? But I'm, I'm talking about here. modern, like right yeah. now. Like I think 
that's a larger question about do you get a better overall product as a basketball team if you allow these ex-players and these people with that eye to be in charge? Yes, I think you would. And that is why I think three-fourths of those games are huff. I could not. Boy, how many times were we at the crib last year? We would go through that league pass and be like, nope, huff. Oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Oh, okay, 75% this one, 75%, yeah. man. Eight games. Two of them are watchable, man. Third quarter, I'm like, man, what else is on, man? I'd rather watch classic. Yeah. You know, so, hey, man, to hell with you analytic nerds. Zach Lowe, you can make all the, you got the platform, so I know it's going to go, but no way over here, brother. Sorry. Bear season is well underway, man. We actually are sitting at three and two coming out of a bye, getting ready to face the Saints. And unfortunately, man, we got a bunch of questions that, that that's not really good questions or questions that you want to be asking your team at this point in the season. Um, unlike last year, we've seen that injury bug just jump on a few players on our team already. Akeem Hicks uh, is heading to the IR. Uh, the Bears announced today that they're throwing him on there after that elbow injury cool. uh, versus the Raiders in in in, um, in London, uh, and so it's another another setback. I feel another hurdle that the Bears are gonna have to get o- get over. That I don't think anybody could have foreseen before we started this season. And when you look at the record three and two, you know I think they could have easily been uh, four and one. They could have e- easily been undefeated. Still, you know what I mean. So even with the, the injury bug and them. Uh, having a, some quarterback issues, it's not it's not bad being a Chicago Bear right now. I still think the team got exposed. They definitely got exposed, no doubt about they it. They got exposed. It, exposed how? But like you said, with Akeem Hicks, first of all, when he went out, the run defense was on true explosion, ex, expose is what I call mm-hmm. it. They exposed them guys to the T. But I just think they went out there unprepared, whether it was – them not getting there early enough. A lot of them said that had nothing to do with it. But regardless of whatever reason you guys want to come up with, or if you just want to give us the old, they beat us. No way do you lose to the Raiders, even though I believe in any given Sunday. Oh, definitely any given Sunday. But no and, way. And and that Raiders game had trap game written all over it. Yeah, that the whole yes. time. Yes. That's why I'm not sure if you can say that the Raiders exposed them. I, you know, I, I think the season exposed them. I think the worst thing that happened for the Chicago Bears was that game being the first game of the season on national television. Mm. I think I think Bears-Packers, I think they win that game if that's just a Saturday. I'm sorry, a Sunday at noon game. I think they win that game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we go back and we look at how bad Trubisky played in that game and how good the yeah. defense played. You know, this, this was really – the first game we saw the defense get get ate up, yeah. which, which is why I'm like, okay, did I expect the defense to to come? We I think everybody expected the Bears defense for 16, to be the best defense for sixteen the straight though, right? You yeah. know, yeah, but it was uh, gonna have an off an off game, and but, if it was any game on the, I would have said this London game. But with yeah. with I came with Akeem Hicks going out, him being basically being the best player on the Bears last year. Some say Khalil oh, Mack. It was Khalil. It was Khalil Mack. Well, hey, I I don't know. There was a poll out, and there was a, like a, Akeem, a, it was Akeem like a slew. There was like I a sixty. Akeem, it was like sixty. There was a poll of the best bear last year, and Khalil Mack won by about 
16 percent there was a lot right of there. right okay definitely yeah. two when like losing him is definitely a big deal right and i also yeah. think you have the recency bias because akeem hicks nobody knew who he was before last season true and so i think to that point it's one of those things where i'm very annoyed because the bears defense i think is amazing but i also think that anybody could get touched Right. Oh yeah. So I think to your point, yeah, there was going to be one game where they was going to fall off, but I think there was a lot of glaring issues that didn't get solved in the off season mm-hmm. that they were just like kind of riding off the high of the playoff run last year, and it was like, damn, club dub, all that stuff. I think people thought it was sweet, and they woke up and it was like, oh, and then again, they're three and two, so it isn't like the end of the world. But I think the expectations were that they would be undefeated right now. I think they got two big issues that they just didn't have last year. First one we talked about was injuries, but then number two. That offensive line period has been absolutely what offensive line horrendous, <laughs> absolutely trash. It's been probably the worst aspect of this team, and we saw you know with the decision that they made with Cal Long, they said today that uh, they're not naming a the starter. They got an open competition right. uh, for Cal Long's replacements, which which basically shows you that they understand it, it hasn't been getting done on that side of the ball, and I think that affects the run game. That affects. If what you yeah. see out of Mitchell Trubisky, that affects. And if it wasn't for Allen Robinson, you know what I mean? You would throw the wide receivers in that mix. So this, I, this is the same thing. This is the same argument I had with with uh, Jared Payton at CLTV that night. It's like the best offense is Huff. I don't care what y'all say, man. Huff. When Allen Robinson is – and Allen Robinson is a very good player. He's oh, cool. yeah. But, but let's let's just stop there. Now, I'm not saying Tariq Cohen is I think Huff. the running backs are cool. I think – Cohen, I think Montgomery, uh, what's his name? Davis is still there. I like Mike Davis. I think the running backs are the best part of the offense. Montgomery breaks three tackles and gains four yards. Razzle dazzle. (laughs) Yeah. Come come on, offensive line. It's definitely fair to criticize him, and I want to say something about Tariq Cohen. He has not been, you know, he he hasn't lived up to that that ticket that he had to his his rookie year. Well, remember what you said when you saw him out in, out in training camp, how he pulled up and was kind of oh. feeling himself. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I think that you know I think it's safe to say from being in there that I think you know is Tariq is a little different. I think that some of that has gotten to him, and I don't know if his attitude mm. is what you want to see out of a player. You mm. know, I like um, it. He was in. Well, yeah, yeah, you see that post game yeah. after the London thing? He put, yeah, he put it up. With the oh, that was shame, you with, with the, the shades on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, was like, like, I don't know. I have no idea. You my man mean? said, "I got. We we, we going to this. We going to the spot after this. So yeah. and, period. And I understand that, but he's also always the first one out the locker room. I mean, he's always out there before the media has to talk. And I'm not saying, you know, but you know, I mean, it, for for him not to be performing. Up to par on the field, I want to see him be a little bit more accountable yeah. off of it. You know how what about mean? how about a bi- how how big of a disappointment has Anthony Miller been in the slot? He had a, he had a big game. He was did he, he was keeping it going yeah. in London. Did he, he was a, he was yeah. the only. What was it? Bring his stats up. Let me see. Oh, they it's not none gonna of be the stats are good. Oh, okay, <laughs> none of the stats are good. Okay. Let's but be very if, clear. If if the game is a what have you done for me lately game, Anthony Miller had a decent game last time we played, and I, I to his defense. I, I've seen him take some of the biggest hits on his team. I yes. keep telling, I've seen him take some real He's a, hits across the middle, like getting laid out. Put his body on the line. Hey, brother, this is what you signed up for. Hey, it's what you signed up for. But yeah, I, I think that he's been affected I'm by that more that. than he can. Like he's he's done as good as he could do, getting the ball thrown to him by Chase Daniel. Mm. 
Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That like, name is to the point, like, and I'm and I think yeah. that's a piece of it with the skill players on offense. I don't count the line on that because they're their own thing. I if the decrease in production starts with the quarterback, and you know that. I don't think you can't like grade anybody on a curve because you still got to make plays when the your Period. number is called. Period. But I do think, like if you if you're getting sacked, if you're getting in a situation where you're making bad decisions, bad reads, all that stuff, the receivers can't help that. The running backs can't help that. And so to me, I'm not making excuses because you still got to get busy. But right. it's like you can only be as good as the situation allows you to be. Where's Trey Burton? You know what? I mean, there's another question mark. You you could really go down the line on this Bears offense and say that every single aspect, every single position needs to play better than they have. All right. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, the defense, I'm not too worried about the defense. No. Even with losing to Keem Hicks, I think that they still have a, a great opportunity to to be the best defense in this league. They're Goldman got to step up, though. Team. Yeah, oh yeah. Eddie Goldman got to step but, up. Bilal, Nich- Bilal Nichols, who's back from injury. Is Bilal like- the singer? Yeah. <laughs> soul sister? May yeah, well you be. must be. Yeah, yeah. bro. Nah. The soul query. We got a soul query on the defensive <laughs> line. You know what I think about that every time I say it's not like Bilal. You I just say. Be. Boy, that song was. My bad, y'all. Nah. Uh, <laughs> nah, so how far from playing their best ball do you think the Bears are? Do you think these guys are still capable of winning the division? We saw uh, Green Bay get a win last Nobody night. Nobody wants to win the North. That's what you know. What I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like, always the, like the NL Central. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nobody like the, was with. But somehow the Packers always seem you know at the top of the uh, at the top of the division. You know what I mean, did y'all see the game last night? Yeah, I watched it. Did you? Did, did either one of those teams look like the team that should win their division? No, but you know how it goes. Aaron Rodgers got a lock on it, so I'm. You know what I thought? I thought that the Lions looked. Good. You I wasn't I mean? hating on the Lions, man. I was I, like Detroit. Okay, yeah. I see y'all like. Matt Patricia, I think, is overrated. I've been arguing with my guys about the Lions because we say back and forth that there's no such thing as a good Lions team. They're going to find a way to, to jag They're going to lie. Right. So, but they but look very good right now. To, to answer your question, the prove moment for the Bears is the forthcoming, well, by the time this comes out, the game against the Saints. Because we're recording this before they play. But if you can't get busy against Teddy Bridgewater, and get him in a position where you you're forcing turnovers, you're forcing you know him to scramble, get out the pocket. It's gonna be kind of an exposure. They better hope Drew Brees don't pop up tomorrow at practice. Coming out of a body. they got him out. They got him out for the game. Okay. Yeah, officially this out. Is, Teddy Bridgewater has the keys right now over there for the Saints. But like Alvin Kamara might get busy. Yeah, I mean, they, they got weapons. Teddy Bridgewater ain't trash. No, no they, they no. got weapons over there in New Orleans. Michael Thomas, um, you know, one of the best wideouts in the game still. So. Coming out of the gate is going to be a great test, and I think if you look at the schedule, they got You know, it's not going to be easy in any stretch of the imagination. Um, they still got division games on the road that they have to play. Right. Uh, the Saints, the Rams, all you know, good teams so, coming up. Yeah. The rest of the season, I mean, okay, let me give you all the rest of the season. You let me know if it's a win or a loss. Are you ready? All right, so we'll start with – we're not going to say New Orleans because that will be after this episode comes up. The L.A. Rams. L. Philly. L. That's that's two straight W's. Two in, in Philly. Yes. L. That that's two W's. They call it. Home against the Rams. Home against the Rams. Home against the Rams. Was it home last year against the Rams? No. That was in L. A. That was in L. A. 
No, no, we're away against the Rams because we were home last year against the Rams. No, bro, we're the Rams are definitely playing at Soldier Field. When is that? <laughs> the twenty seventh. Okay, so who's on we the were 17? talking about going to L.A. That was the, the Chargers. Oh, is it the Chargers? Do they play the on the seventeenth? Oh, it's the Chargers. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm <laughs> tweaking. I saw it's Los Angeles. So the Chargers are here. Teams. The Chargers, the Chargers are, here. are here. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's Chargers. When? Okay, at the at the Eagles. L. At home against Detroit. Got That's an L. Though. They got the Sunday night game against the LA Rams in LA. That's the one. November seventeenth. L. L. Okay, they are home against the Giants. Gotta beat. They gotta beat uh, uh, Danny Dimes, man. You yeah, think? That's, that's, a, that's a straight W. If they don't, if they lose that game, then it's it's over. Well, last year, remember last year they had that game won and then lost it in overtime, and yeah, it was that, like, huh? Exactly. That uh, was, what was that? One of the Parky games? Was, that was a Parky was. game. That was a Parky game for sure. Uh, the Thanksgiving game against Detroit at Detroit. Mm. I'm thinking the Bears take that. We, okay, we get, we get our lick back on that one. Uh, Thursday night, the following week against Dallas at Soldier Field. That that may be the biggest game of the year. Mm. If Dakota Prescott is playing the way he's been the last couple weeks, <laughs> we you take that man out. Dakota Prescott. Uh, bro. I don't know. Even, I don't hey, know. They, even though they you know two two straight W's for the Cowboys, but I think that's going to be a big test for them. And they got a brutal end to the season. I mean, you got. Dallas, followed by the return Green Bay game at Lambeau. Mm. Then you get the Chiefs at home, though. You get the Chiefs at home in week 16, so maybe they're going to set some people, hopefully. Um, and then in the, <laughs> you end the season against the Vikings in Minnesota. I think the Bears could go on a winning streak coming out of this bye into those last three games of the year. I think the Bears – this is – if it's any – the Bears could have got hot to, to start the year. They could have been 5-0. and that probably was the sweet spot. So you're thinking that, that happens after the bye, they're going to come yeah. out hot. I'm thinking we're going to catch a hot mm. streak after this bye. We're going to beat the Saints. Wow. We're going to beat the Chargers. Wow. The Eagles as well. I don't think we're going to beat the Eagles. The the Eagles? They, I don't think we're going to beat. I think we I think can we're get rid of Philly. the Eagles. I don't think we're going to beat Philly. I don't, I don't know if that. They is got Chase Daniel the defenses. quarterback? Is Chase oh, Daniel no, the quarterback? We, we, Mitch got the keys from here on out. I don't know who the quarterback is. Yeah. They have, some the of the, they have some of the worst defensive backs in the league right now, the Bears are going to tear them up. I think, Robinson. I think the Bears, okay, so here's my, I think the Bears will beat the the Chargers. I think they're going to lose to the Eagles. I think they'll beat Detroit. And I then think, we, hold on. I think they'll beat the Rams. to the Eagles in the playoffs. That, that was the parky. That was double doing. Yeah, that was the double doing. I can't see them losing that game. It's in Philly. It's in Philly. Uh, financial. Uh, <laughs> I don't see Somebody, it. uh. Yeah, we're gonna have to look Bears, I mean, on that the one. Link. Do you think the Bears are going to the playoffs this season? I think the Bears are gonna win the NFC North. I think we're going to the playoffs. Do you know what you think? Wild card, ten and six. Okay. I'm with you on that. I see Green I'm, Bay at twelve and four, eleven and five. I see, I see them at eleven and five. I so do you. not believe in the Packers, man. Me either. I, I hate to believe yeah, in the Packers. I hate to believe in them. They 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 got it's on three should have could have W's and no, you you're not gonna get those all year. I think that the, the Cinderella sli- the That's, Cinderella slipper. But they've been doing that for several seasons, though. But, like but you can't. They, no, but they've been <laughs> the Cinderella Rogers team early the, on. They've been the, the they've been the Cinderella team early on this year to me. I think that I'm not worried about really the Cinderella. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Is I just, think three of their W's have been straight up gifts, especially the one last night. Uh, a lot of a lot of wins in the NFL like gifts though, man. Yeah, like, but e- eventually, no, 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 no. Eventually, you become who you are. Like you can 
I, you can steal a I, couple of W's, but I think Aaron Rodgers is just that good. Like he's one of those guys that just turns the rest of those guys into who they need to if, be. To if he was that good, then the refs wouldn't have been having to gift them W's. I'm not feeling the Packers at all. I'm not. I, no one never is feeling, feeling the, pack. the Packers. No one is ever feeling yeah, the Packers. Right. Like I go out of my way to not feel the Packers. I'm more me. worried about the Lions in the division than the Packers. Mm. I think the Lions are a better team right now. Mm. I think the Lions are going to go eight and eight. And that'll be that on that. And what about Minnesota? I think they're six, six and ten. Wow. The Lions took the Chiefs toe-to-toe. They went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and should have beat the Packers just now. They should have. They should have won that game. I agree with that, but yeah. I don't think – I think to your point. Wow. Shout out to the automatic videos that play on websites. Um, you're <laughs> terrible. Um, no, but I think, I think to that point, the Lions are – the Lions have a crazy schedule, though, too. So they're going to get brought back to earth here pretty soon. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can bounce back, but you still got to take the L's. Six mm. and ten. Six and ten. I, that's how I feel about the Packers. I, I, we got to keep our eye on that as we move forward because I'm just – I'm totally not feeling the Packers. I'm never feeling the Packers. Never. But, like, even with the Bears' buyers aside, I just don't see this lasting long for the Packers. I don't think their defense is, is as good as advertised. I think that when when they when you're playing with the refs on your side, it makes a big difference. But I, oh man, stay with the cons- yeah. conspiracy theories. It's after yesterday, <laughs> no, after yesterday, tight, I can't yeah. let yeah. that one fly. But they admitted that they messed that up. Though I can't, I can't let that one fly after yesterday, man. That was a that's a fraud. W. It's no way that the Packers should have got that W last night. I'm not even. I had no dog in the fight. I I, I hope they both could have took an L last night. Mm-hmm. But Lions got cheated. Lions played well enough to to win that game all last night. And it's what I expected from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get that. So, so Okay. So, to that point, it's mm, – we're not halfway through the season yet, but we're getting there. Who is your Super Bowl prediction? New England, point? period. Versus who? Whoever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Tom Brady, number seven, greatest of all time. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it after this one. All right. I think the Chiefs find a way to get into the Super Bowl this year. Wow, it's gonna be. I wouldn't mind seeing old Patty in. Even though the, Tyreek Hill, even though he's back. dealing with an ankle injury too. right now, I mean he's dealing with with you know he's slowed up by the, uh, by an injury. Even though he probably won't miss any games, uh, but I mean even though it's it's always weird going against the Patriots because I'm a, I, I can picture myself sitting here like I should have picked again. that fool Tom Brady. Period. Do you know what's a an interesting thing that? speaks to the future of the NFL that I don't think is being paid attention to enough. I think we have our next big great rivalry already. Mahomes versus Watson. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really weird considering that they had them going against each other and they had that slotted as a noon game. I thought that was weird as hell because I would have made that the Sunday night game. It was well, a good of course game. You would yeah. have. Well, no, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm saying two black quarterbacks. It ain't even the black. Out. It's the these are the futures of the league. Exactly. These they, two guys are the future. They are the two, but you know, two black quarterbacks being the face of the league. I don't know if the league is willing oh, no. to embrace that. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I'm just saying, for the sake of if you want the if we're all gonna play along with this lie here, then you put that as your future game because I know for a fact it's gonna be a show. I know that you're going to see some interest in. Plus, the game itself wasn't that bad in and of itself. So, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like, Brady versus Manning wasn't always a, a thriller. It wasn't. But I think that's cool if you're going to set up that rivalry because I think the narrative is important. You want those quarterback competitions. What's the, ne- what's the only one that's left? Brady versus Rodgers? 
Cooked. Or, you know, Breeze, or, you know. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That yeah. era of quarterbacking is pretty much done. Yeah, These dudes are one and two, you know? Right. 100%. So that's just the only aside that I've noticed. Good. I mean, the NFL in and of itself, we know there's enough problems. And, and yo, speaking of that matchup, you got to throw the Texans into the into mm, the conversation. Yeah, I'm not ever going off that. Hey, look, Deshaun Watson has played like an MVP oh, candidate. I hear that, but yeah. I and, they, and they just handed the Chiefs an L. They did. What else do they got to do? That, I can't argue with it. I'm just saying I think it's a situation where I don't think they're going to do it that in the playoffs. All right. How about that? I'm looking for them to grab Jalen Ramsey. I'm, I'm, I'm what's his name? What's his name? Just got traded. Uh, yeah, Peters. Marcus, Marcus Peters just got hey, traded. Looking for some dominoes yeah, to fall. Trash, though. I know Jalen Ramsey is looking out the window like, like, the, uh, like yeah. the Kermit looking out. Yeah. The <laughs> like I wonder when that's going to be me. Oh man, free Jalen Ramsey. That's the homie. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I, you know, honestly, I think that the NFL season right now, and I know that the the Patriots are sitting, there, you know, sitting there five and zero. Uh, the Niners are sitting there. Five and oh, it's, a, it's a, a few surprise teams. We Are got, they under the Niners undefeated? Yeah. Niners undefeated. They have not lost. I'm not believing in them. Jimmy G looks porn like the truth. Jimmy. Man. No, porn yeah, star and, Jimmy is yo, is pretty good. I'm not tripping speaking of running game. They they averaging 200 yards a game. Was okay. like Matt Brady or whatever. They going is crazy it? over okay. there. Yeah, it's, it's going crazy. crazy over there. Yeah, they so. got to prove me wrong. Kittle's a man too. What are yeah, they? George That's Kittle. NFC West? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So George Kittle that? going crazy. Seattle, no LA, way. and. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Look, the the Seahawks. Look at uh, Ray Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson should be in the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. He's probably my favorite player he in the be, right now. He should be in the MVP Top conversation. Top four quarterbacks in 2020. All black. Oh, yeah. Shout out. So Some hate to see it. Run around, <laughs> Some folks Wilson, hate to see it. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson Mahomes, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But that's. The future, and I'm the future looks bright I'm on this side, say, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny to think about the Bears. Yeah, the on the real look, he high fives. What up? Uh, I was gonna call him Paul Tagliabue. What's his name? <laughs> Roger, Roger Goodell. Goodell right. Paul Tagliabue ain't been a G, the commissioner oh, since '98. That's funny. Just, just call him uh, the pale hole. That's it's a little hole. Yeah. Hole. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to what, what you got for Goodell? What's up? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Shout out to old Raj, man. You look like you were about to let something fly. Over. I was, Raj. but I'm gonna like, let I'm me a, not block it. I'm gonna let the uh, I'm gonna let the let the facts talk, man. Top four next year. Yeah, and you know who's not in that conversation? Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. You know, so. Oh, you mean the guy that the Bears <laughs> yeah, the, chose instead of Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? Yeah, and, and I know Bears fans are probably tired of it. It's been running to the ground. I'm not. But watching that matchup, I couldn't help but. Think, I was like, damn. One it of these guys nice. should have been playing a soldier. Can you imagine? There's no like. It's also really funny as a Bears fan to know the reality and know that like we're never gonna see a significant black quarterback pick. Yeah, they. And so it's just like, damn. Can you imagine what like Patrick Mahomes in Chicago? They would be like, he's too frivolous yeah. with the ball. They, ca- oh, they, yeah. they cater to their fan base, man. <laughs> with that Mitchell Trubisky pick, you would think they would go get somebody from Notre Dame or something. <laughs> go get Ian Book. Look, wow, you know and, you know he about to be the next best quarterback oh. too, Ian Book. Because we're def that definitely Jake quarterback next year, right? Well, no, nah. well, I don't. If if in a perfect world, you know, I definitely think that they should. We may see Cam be a free agent. Scam! I told y'all about him in the beginning of the year, right? You heard, man. Yeah, you did. Hey, man. Hey, man. He's been hurt since the preseason. Hey, man. He's been hurt since. It's true though. He's hurt. Like you, that's <laughs> what. What's your best ability? You got to stay on the field. I I understand. I, I'm not taking it, but 
I do hope he, you know, doesn't lose his job because of injury. I think he deserves to come back. I don't um, think Kyle Allen is taking that man's job. Nah, me <laughs> hey, they they got what five straight W's. It's true, but oh, you know they have. They, they also have. You know they also have uh, Slim Shady uh, Sanders yeah. out there. Yeah. You got uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude is on the real side. White Lightning. Yeah, dude is an animal. Yeah, he's just a beast out there. Christian McCaffrey has been doing his thing, uh, but you know I'm I'm hoping Cam. If, and if it doesn't work out, bro, they calling Christian McCaffrey Derry Sanders. <laughs> Derry Sanders. Derry Sanders. Sanders Joe. Oh my God. I couldn't stop laughing. Come on. I wish the Bears came up with that. I he should be in the MVP conversation too. <laughs> no, by no the doubt. Way. No doubt. You don't see running backs in that conversation, but he, you know, definitely has put himself I, in that conversation. I feel like we gotta give him some shout out. He's a trailblazer. He's brought back white running backs, I would say, single handedly. <laughs> you know, he's a real innovator. Who was the, <laughs> the white running back that the Bears had? Oh my God! <laughs> I got I got his name Brock Forsey. Brock Forsey oh, for wow. Boise State, wow. six round pick. I remember Brock Brock Forsey. They thought he was gonna be the guy. How long uh, ago was this? This has to be twenty eleven. It was a young Brian Piccolo. They was calling. Was that the guy that proposed to his girlfriend? <laughs> nah, that's Johnson. That's a different dude. Okay. He was he was a team. He was on the team after that. Okay, that was like the Orange Bowl or whatever that was yeah. against Oklahoma. Yeah, he would no Brock Forsey. They thought they. They were ready for Brock. Of course they were. They were ready for Brock. Of course they were. It's like, this guy's going to be a every down, you know, sh- change of pace back. <laughs> change of pace. You know how people talk themselves into somebody. Hey, man, you know, I think he's going to provide an added spark to the offense. Yeah, man, he'd be a, a good, you know, change of pace back. He's number two. <laughs> yeah, you know, you need those options. You got to spell, get a spell back. Nah, but definitely shout out to Kristen McCaffrey <laughs> uh, for holding that down. We, Gary Sanders. Gary Sanders. It's, it's only room for one. That's true. They got Jim, instead of Jim Brown, Jim White. Um, Shout out Miss Trubisky (laughs) So Gino it seems like LeBron got you know the whole entire world On his butt right now because he Spoke on Daryl Morey and uh, the tweet he made Said the world's on his butt (laughs) Pause (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Said the world is on 23's butt And they over there burning his jerseys and stuff Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's real burning, It's, re- it's real in the field jerseys? No, it's real in the field right now They're very I Hong Kong's not going I that real for LeBron yeah. When they start burning yeah. jerseys hey, You would think he'd be used to that by now though. Yeah, I know, right This is the third, fourth time His jersey's been burned in a public setting My question is, what's the issue? You know, um, Well, I feel like they Obviously, they feel like he turned on them Yeah, they, they thought he switched up <laughs> They thought he switched up on him. Uh, <laughs> hey. Period. It's not, Period. I was about to say, it's how I felt after uh, Jay-Z dropped Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Oh, come on. I was mad. I had a T-Mobile phone. I was like, it doesn't matter what it's I was, doing. I was devastated. <laughs> but, no, so... You, <laughs> I got a T-Mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, Saudi, because like, I could get that. Carter. Right. Yeah. No. Man said, I had T-Mobile. I was ready. I, yeah, you know I was ready. You got the... Sprint hookup, <laughs> like nothing on yeah. that came out with that. But, but no, so okay, yeah. so to to this point, I am very ignorant about this scenario, and so I don't have an opinion because I don't know what I'm talking about. And so if y'all have a sense of what's going on, because all I know is here's the gist of what I got: Daryl Morey from the Rockets said some wild about China. China was like, "We're not going." Shut off the NBA to China, essentially. Right. Yep. Like got rid of it. They were over there doing a promo thing. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, it's a wrap for this. Games, it's yeah. over. And so they sent everybody back home. They got, I saw it was a video of somebody painting over the Rockets logo and the thing. And yeah. so then now 
LeBron came out and was like, what Maury said was bad. Maury came out and said, you know, I stand with Hong Kong, the protests of Hong Kong. Oh, about okay. Democracy and everything. Okay. And, uh, yeah, China's not going on that. a different form at of all. government. They're not going. They're not going. Zero exactly. percent on that. So he put that tweet out. He eventually deleted it, but it caused, caused a shit storm. Um, and what I think is at the forefront of it is those NBA dollars. You know what I mean? They... Uh, NBA, you know, China brings over a billion dollars to the table. But also, China was like the like second to the U.S. And almost, I think that more people watched the NBA finals the like one one random year than like America did. Mm-hmm. Like more people watched the finals, so like that's a huge loss because they definitely like are active. Yeah. Like you saw all the work that like Yao did to bring the game overseas. Oh, about, wow, like, you know, David Stern, you got to bring him into the yeah, equation. For sure. I read an article uh, where David Stern actually did an interview about 12 years ago where he was like, I don't know if this relationship with China is going to last long because so, so much of their, you know, ideological approaches to business conflict with how we live. Yeah, right. But they, the fact that they brought so much money to the table and he stood on the fact that my job is to bring money to the owner. So, yeah, I'm going to do business with China. And I actually think that's what LeBron is caught up in the middle of right now. Capitalism over activism. Not wanting to lose, you know, not wanting to, uh, to blow the check. Not wanting to, you know. Of course it is, man. How many, how many, and Nike too. They Come on, man. How many yeah. factories they got over? All Here's of, a question. Will they be talking about it on the shop? <laughs> oh, no. They, they not, I think they got a, a muzzle for this one right now. Be like, Two chains, what do you think about this? He said, man, when I was talking about NBA China, I know y'all feel me. I didn't want to touch them. But, math, man. math, 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 math. You know what I was talking about, man. <laughs> you got to be out here playing hard, man. This shit is crazy. He, LeBron loved cursing on the shop, don't he? Boy, he was I mean, like, he I'm different. Off. He can get him <laughs> off. That's why his ass should have just said no comment. But he wanted to jump. He wanted to stick his foot in there. It's, so now it's always, like LeBron is always trying to stick it to the upper, you know, management in basketball, to the owners. So I, he saw, you know, Maury a part of this and, and he's like, I don't want to cause a feud, but so let me get these bars off on this dude real quick. What you just said was very interesting, and I want to call it out because I am of the opinion, just based upon limited experience and just only seeing what I'm seeing on just like in passing when I'm doing work stuff, it feels like a lot of people are taking this opportunity to get at Bron. Period. Not because of this situation because I don't think that the people that are chastising him, a majority of those people care about the situation in China. That's, and that's the big thing there. It feels like people were like, we've been waiting to get you period. And now they can get him. And so you have people coming out and be like, this is the most disgraceful thing that he's done. This is a tarnish of his career. And it's very telling. And I want to ask y'all as people who are in this, this world, like public facing, do you believe that people are just basically hyping this up to get Brian. I think that's that has a lot to do with it. But again, it's also LeBron. It's like he wants to stick his he he always wants to stick his head into something. And like I said, I I don't have anything against LeBron ever since you know Cleveland was doing us in back in the D Rose days. Yeah. But I never thought he was like the most inte- now. I'm not, he's not a dummy yet, you know, like, but I he don't, shouldn't be weighing in on foreign policy. Period, man. And, and, but you know what the problem with that though is, he's the face of the league. But you—that's my thing. He you want to speak up? On, you want to speak up on everything? But now you want to kind of take the back seat on this? And it's now, like, nah, bro. He yeah. doesn't speak up on everything because remember, he didn't. 
He didn't speak. He didn't even speak up on uh, Tam- the Tamir yeah. Rice situation. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because remember, he said, "I don't know." So much he could. Why it. couldn't he say that? Why couldn't well, he say that? Well, now? he did say that. I thought that. I first of all, I think that his comments were kind of all over the place. Because right. at one time he said, "I don't," you know, "I'm not knowledgeable enough on the <laughs> on the situation to talk about it." But then here's he my said, thoughts anyway. Yeah, and he said, "Maury." Uh, shouldn't have said it because he's uninformed. I'm like, no, well, how you're do you know uninformed. If he's you, uninformed. If you know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like you remember you you go to the barbershop and there's always the one dude who has an opinion about everything. Period. And, and I, that's, everything. I said, that's the basis. There we go. I don't think that LeBron has to have an opinion he on doesn't. everything. Why was he so compelled to speak on that? Because bro? he feels it's our fault. That's our fault. As as people who are have built up LeBron James, mm-hmm. my thing is with him. You ask him questions about all kinds of shit that he has no Period. land to uh, to be speaking on. Y'all but see LeBron in the studio like he a real he ain't on album. Man, please. <laughs> and so I think it's a situation where we're just as complicit in it because we've been asking LeBron his thoughts on literally everything for the last fifteen years. And so of course he's gonna have a thing. It's the NBA. It's right. China where he was. Wasn't he over there? Yeah, during the whole old, thing, he was in China. He was then, in China when he was going down. Moore should have waited a week. Yeah. For that tweet and I, I agree because the other because thing is I agree with that actually Because he don't know what, what the situation could have led to They could have been held over Could have got hot they Yeah they could have got real hot real we've quick seen, We've seen uh, the women's basketball uh, Professional basketball players get attacked yeah. By fans when it's politically hot overseas Well the NBA know? shouldn't have been There was a fight there. with China Who was that a couple years ago it was Chinese players And yeah. then the yeah, college was, guys yeah, And they was throwing right, right, And they was right. throwing like, And so I think that's to, I agree with him on that Like for p- safety purposes you know, what make it? sure everybody's out before you start talking spicy. That's true. The NBA could have, uh, this has been going on for a minute now, so they could have pulled out of all of that months ago and just none of this would have been an issue. My name's Paul, and that's between y'all. But yeah, but see now, to that point, E, about LeBron being the face of the league and him, almost, you know, should he have a responsibility to speak on this type of stuff, where's Adam Silver? Yeah. Why the hell would why, Adam Silver say anything? But why? Why is LeBron? Well, because this is this is Adam Silver's problem. Adam Silver was like, uh, this he is got Adam it. Adam Silver's problem. This isn't LeBron's problem. But it is his problem but, because you're you're max you're minimum. LeBron looking at and again, I don't know. But if it's Nike me and the NBA, man, it's it's my bag is being disturbed. Period. So I'm gonna say something because if your bag was being disturbed, you wouldn't be like, I'm gonna let you guys figure this out. I'm be like, hey, bro, what happened to my bag? Look, if I'm LeBron, I'm not. I'm feeling like, why do I gotta save your ass all the time? Why, when you want to stand on the side of free speech, do I gotta be the one to save you? Don't you like sometimes being right and then having a person come to you and be like, man, you were right. If I'm I'm looking at Adam Silver like, yeah, you want me to save you again, huh? Yeah, I mean, and but that you don't want me to have say over what I do. Or what team I play for is the, the, the power structure thing is coming. Go. I think but the, I gotta save you when it when China wants to leave. I mean, the NBA is getting to a point, and I know a lot of I'll say it traditionalists aren't excited with the fact that the players are getting more autonomy. But for me, oh, yeah. I think it's the best case scenario because the league is the only public facing league where you actually see people's faces consistently, True. right? True. So for me, it's like okay, these personalities are global personalities, and so to that point. Yes, I want the players to be able to dictate their own, you know, situation because I think the arguments against it are the same arguments that are just like anything that is progressive. People are like, it's just I don't like it because it's new. And so for me, it's like the issue you're talking about, this is the downside of that. So when you give players autonomy to become their own brands and their own visions and their own logos and all that stuff, cool. But understand that you are also giving people who may not necessarily be the most savvy 
a platform to talk. And so you can't get mad at them for saying dumb stuff when you knew damn well what you were signing up for. Like you knew damn well LeBron James ain't got no political science degree. Oh my God, man. So to me, I know, but the other thing is, why is it okay for some people who don't know what they're talking about to to pop off and others aren't? Yeah. Because you know, half the people that's talking about this don't know what they're talking about. True. So for me, it's like, okay, I, what is it about LeBron James that is making people want to target him? You know that there's people that are saying way more ignorant, way more disrespectful, way more terrible stuff in positions of power and influence. We see that every day in the news. Somebody just got caught saying something stupid. Somebody just caught saying some recordings from back in the day. You know, And I think it's interesting that when it's Bron or when it's a prominent black athlete, the fire's just a little bit hotter. Oh, yeah. Shut up and dribble. And then if you don't say exactly, if you don't say exactly what you want, like, what was LeBron going to say that satisfied people? Exactly. Because he could have been like, I don't know. And then it was like, this ignorant, how does he not know? The NBA's like, in China. Like he needs to have it. From the jump, they, man, they, you know, Steve, like Stephen A. Smith always, uh, when he talks about LeBron, philanthropist, great father, yeah. this and that. It's like, yeah, anytime they can get a chance to even think about going at LBJ is time so this was the opportune time man that's all that really bothers me because I see that that's not just sports like I see that a lot in situations as a black person in business where it's like just you wait buddy and it's very funny because I think it's human nature to tear down things sometimes because if you see somebody killing it you know and you've seen it, it anything somebody come out just Boom, win, 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 win. You get tired of that shit. Stop winning in my face. Stop building. You built a school. That's crazy. People was hating on the school, bro. Like, that's what man, I'm he saying. Ain't put, man, he ain't really put his dollars up behind that, man. Y'all know. Are the, you kidding me? Like, okay, you see bro. what I'm saying? So, uh, it's it's been a nice part. I will say the, the legacy of LeBron that I think a lot of people should take is the ability to stunt and keep stunning and ignoring everything else. He's like, good. keep winning. He's keep good just win. That. Win. Win more. Keep going. And next time, just say no comment, yep. man, and I'm out. Yeah. Next next question. You Because if they can shut off, the thing is, it's also funny, is they can shut off commentary about anything else they want to. Yeah. Hey, LeBron, you were uh, 327 last night. You see, and that's, you know, I think part of it uh, has, you know, I think he was speaking up for his team. I think that he made sure he got that part in about we were, you know, my teammates had a rough weekend because they may have felt like they was in danger because of this stuff. I, I think we saw a little bit of, him trying to be a leader for that Lakers team as well behind that. But yeah. then he but another thing he said about Daryl Morey that I didn't get and maybe he it was it was it the, later. The, 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 the second statement was very confusing. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was I saying was like, he's he like doubled he's, down. It's like he said it because he said he was thinking about himself, but he was talking about the people of Hong Kong. Yeah. So I, I kind of I guess I got what he exactly. was saying. It was hustling backwards yeah. for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It was hustling yeah. backwards. Uh, you can't say that he's uninformed if you're admitting that you're uninformed. It's right. Like, <laughs> he's stupid too. Like, so? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know I don't know, but he don't know. He, he really don't know. But that's like you in a class and the teacher call you for the answer. You're like, I don't know, but you know who definitely don't know? Right. T. <laughs> yeah. He, T wasn't listening. T wasn't listening. T was back there asleep. He back there asleep. I seen him. I'm like, I was. Stop snitching. And that's uh, I was asleep, though. Yeah, I was. You see now. And but then, I mean, real quick. With the the presence that Houston has in China, you know it's 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 hard to believe that Maury wasn't coming from a 
a place of of knowing. Also, like Houston is a high Chinese population. Yeah, like, there's a lot of like that's that's a, a a pretty prominent demographic. I think the thing that I'm interested in, and this is a question for y'all, just as people who are outspoken and have sometimes dealt with resistance after being outspoken. Mm, yeah, we know a little bit. Little little something. A little bit. Um. Okay. So, when do you stick to your guns, and when do you realize that the, it ain't worth it? When when is protect the bag at all costs. Mm. Not for me. I'm just saying like for most people, that's that would be the, the 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 prominent move. But for me, man, I'm speaking my mind, man. At this point in life, I've seen enough. But, I, you know, I always think about, you just never know. So I was just thinking to myself <laughs> earlier, like, these, fam- these celebrities and people that need security when they go out. Yeah. Who hi- so who hires the security? The teams. And so you have to go through training and you have to do all of that to yeah. be security. But then you have to, don't you have to be uh, certified by the government or by a certain agency or by... C- Depending. It depends. Yes, you probably should, but a lot of people don't. It's a network of, I worked for so-and-so. It's like a lot of referrals. Just like nannies, anything of that sort, especially with secrets like it's a thing about secrets See, right there you go can you keep your mouth shut can you are you not a leak like are, you've been trained and you've been referred to me by another famous person who worked with you mm-hmm. who can verify that you kept your mouth shut but he, i was gonna say but he kept his mouth shut you you want to talk a little bit so yeah so now you got the security now who knows hey man dip off for a couple minutes when he does such and such and we at him so I just think about yeah. stuff like that, you know, like nobody's safe. So you don't know when in my in my personal space. Yeah. I just feel like I'm never going to hold back. Now, I maybe I can't say never because if 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 if, if it affects the bigs, then it's affecting both of, you know. Yeah. But if it's my personal but That's life, the same thing. You ain't fucking up the bag. Right. I can't do that cuz that's messing up you that's yeah. messing up you. What now what I think is I have absolutely no problem with people speaking on issues that relate to them and that they have interest in and that they're knowledgeable knowledgeable in. I have no problem with them not speaking on things that they aren't knowledgeable in. Agreed. I respect that more uh, 100% sometimes. 100% though. And I, and I really think that this is what this is. I think that um, the culture has gotten to a point where they feel like you need to have an opinion on everything. Yeah, I agree. And also, we, we talked about this a few episodes ago, the celebrity uh, complex that we have where they're looking to athletes to be the voice on political issues. No yeah. way. That's I, it's kind of refreshing to see LeBron kind of be like, look, man, my name Ben and I ain't in it. And I, I ain't in this one, yeah, y'all. Period. Even though don't mess up my bag still. Yeah. Maury, I, I understand it. You know what I mean? Because that's the same way it, I'm I think, still, you know what I mean? I'm with you on that. I think he just didn't stick the landing. He definitely did not. He, he kind of stumbled right. on that landing for right. sure. He, he's not getting a 10 from the Because I didn't know if he was upset with like you say you you're right yeah. you can't tell I think the thing that's fascinating and this is a lesson I think for the younger mocks who are listening to this it is very important to have a perspective but if you don't have a perspective don't create one just to create one because a lot of times stuff doesn't apply to you you might not have all the information you might have the right cultural context to understand what's going on like that'd be you don't know the situation you walk into somebody's neighborhood you don't know the situation, so don't talk on it until you know what you're talking about. Well, I just felt like this is a a, a humanity issue. Yep. It's like communism versus a democracy. Yeah. It's like yep. 
Come on, man. It's simple and plain. It's very easy for you to just say to what's be on right. The right what, side. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. That's how I, that's my point. I don't expect I, celebrities to do the right thing. Me yeah. either. Yeah. Back to what y'all yeah. just said. Having said. these people be on our front lines when you got people who've been fighting the front lines for years who gotta take the back seat. Like yeah. we look for Hove and, you know, LeBron and those guys, and no disrespect to them because they've earned their keep. Yeah, but Ho was busting it down in Virginia in 96, man. You got to give honor to that. <laughs> Shout, yeah, out to Shout, Shout out to Ho. Shout out to Shout out to Ho. I think it's, it's, it's interesting because, like you said, it's a bigger it's bigger than sports. Everybody always wants to stick to sports, which is funny because the main people that was talking about stick to sports when he was talking about all that uh, civil rights stuff are now, why aren't you talking about the global ramifications of yeah. this event? Yeah. And I think that's that's a that's a big red flag for me. Because because my thing is always, when you see criticism, look at who's saying it and look who's spreading it. And I think you look at this and you see the same actors or the same ones who have not had anything to say about kneeling and had nothing to say about police brutality, had nothing to say about any of that stuff. I think it's fair to call that out, but I don't think it absolves LeBron from saying something stupid. Oh, yeah. That's it. I definitely think that the heat is warranted. Um but, you know, I'm never going to be one of those guys to ever tell a player that he can't, you know, voice their opinion. You know, I don't ever want to get caught up in that shut up and play stuff because I, I enjoy athletes having opinions. No, that's real. Uh, with that said, is that, did we just wrap up episode 13? Is that 13? Lucky 13. Yes, sir. You know, you like to skew the numbers. Hey, man. I'm on it now. You see, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't tripping. TV up. having this episode 37. <laughs> we right, right, huh? Like, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I ain't trip up today though, so it's all good, man. Got Fourteen, it. you on deck. We looking at you around the corner, uh, but man, had a good time chopping it up with you, gentlemen, today, man. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the fall. It's like it's about to be prime like sports season. I feel like college basketball about to get started. NBA is coming back. NFL is about to get in full swing. College football matters now. Oh yeah, the games matter a little bit more. What so, Chicago sports team is winning the next championship? The Chicago Red Stars, the soccer team, the women's soccer team. Wow. They're in the playoffs right now, and they're killing. And they got three people from the U.S. national team, including, I think, the goalie. So they are, they're they're like, if people ain't really messing with soccer, I get it, but they are killing. Let's go Red Stars. You see? Oh, and the fire moving back to Soldier Field, too, which is going to be cold. That, yeah, so that, but with the Red Stars news, you just yeah. reminded me of something. We got to give a couple shout-outs before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, shout-out to our guy, Alan Pan, who was with the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team at Soldier Field. Uh, as they wrapped up their, fill, uh, their victory, victory tour. tour yeah. yeah, so uh, shout out to our guy for covering that, you know, giving us a new aspect. Some Something the Bigs has never done. I'm in soccer now, man. I'm telling you, we're doing, we're oh, doing okay. events and stuff. Y'all got to pull up to the next one. It's yeah. cool. We're doing watch parties, all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm of the opinion that as football decreases in popularity, you still need options for kids, especially kids in cities who ain't got no options or towns that ain't got no options. I think soccer could do – I think – it ain't going to happen no time soon, but I think soccer could be the replacement for football for a lot of kids. Wow. Because it's socioeconomic status yeah. does not matter. A lot of people think like soccer is for rich people, but like it's cats in Brazil. No. You kick that ball. Yeah. You know? And all you need is that a ball. Plus, yeah. the other thing is, and this is something that I think people don't think about, but it's important. You ain't got to be tall in soccer. Mm. Some, the best player in the world is 5'6". And I think that oh, there is. Let me hit the gym. Let well, me. I, I, on, on me though, what I'm saying because there's so many five, there's so many football and basketball players who you instead of going to Grand Valley State and playing D2 ball, you can go get it busy in soccer, play till you're 42, make more money than you would as a football player. Listen, and I'm like, and eh, 
your brain gonna be okay. Your brain will be fine. Your brain you can still fine. play with your kids after you, can you retire. Still, you still know your last name. You know how to get home. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think as that option presents itself more and more, because right now I think soccer is looked at as a thing that black people don't do. True. Right? Would you say that culturally? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think as that changes, because I think what's gonna happen is in one of these World Cups to come, the U.S. is gonna have a young player that's gonna be like out here. That's why that's really what it takes. It's going you're gonna need that yeah. LeBron. Not even a LeBron, you just need somebody that has some some juice. Right. That's gonna be interesting and like doing dances and stuff like that to get the fans in. And I think it's gonna be some it's gonna be a cat from like Houston or hopefully the south you know, the south side of Chicago or somewhere like that who comes through and shakes the game up, adds that flavor to it because I think this the world is ready. Cause you look at it, I went to uh down in Atlanta. Atlanta has Gone soccer crazy. My cousin, I was I was just there. She, my cousin's wife, was just telling me how she is a fanatic, and she said she turned a girl out. They went to the to the to the new stadium. I'm telling and she you, she had her buying jerseys, and she was saying how good of a team Atlanta has. And these people that are never looking at soccer, period. like they, you go to like we went over by my cousin's house, and he live over by you know Bankhead, and it's interesting because you go through the barbershops, you see on the on the cars, and it's jerseys everywhere it's the flags are flying in yep. all these spots and it's all black spots yep. all black yep. and so it's interesting to me because what they did was smart and the marketing team and i want to talk to somebody from there because what they did was they were like what does atlanta have cool instead of trying to market it to what we think it is we should market it to what it is yep. and they went to these neighborhoods and they went out there and they were like they built pitches they built places for the kids to play for free by the train station or whatever so you can get a pickup game going so now you got little kids from Atlanta, from Swats, you know what I'm saying, from Decatur, playing soccer at like six, seven years old and are killing. And so you say to that, okay, cool, you were that, that kid who was going to go senior year, you're probably not going to make it because you, you're 5'8", me. <laughs> and you're going to be, okay, cool. I'm going to go bust it over in soccer real quick, Give you get some money, yeah. and get some money. Yes. Because the Title IX thing is crazy, so NCAA soccer, and the, the women are killing, but the men don't have as many teams. So for that, I'm just go play overseas, and the academies for these bigger soccer teams have full education. Mm. So you still get your your mm. knowledge. So you you're still you come out of it probably smarter than you would if you went to a, a college, because they actually gonna teach you stuff and you gonna play as opposed to just playing and they gonna disguise it with a degree. Science, I'm telling yeah. you, it's the future. Now there it is. That's, I think we're gonna add that to the list of things that the bigs gave you. Uh, the first word about that we'll see it coming to fruition a little bit later. I'm gonna tell you like this: next next year, when the fire come to Soldier Field, them tailgates, I can already tell you right now. I'm talking to people, people that are season ticket holders, because the thing is, like, the fire won the championship their first year, and ain't done nothing since. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and I, that's the first thing I thought of because you don't move to Soldier Field unless you're feeling like you tailgate. Can pack that. Yeah, you know I mean, they packing it out. They mm-hmm. and I think they looked at it. I think the MLS is looking at Atlanta and going, we can win non-white yeah. people. And they're gonna go hard, and I said to myself, "Hmm, let me get some of that." WGCI, they gonna be giving away tickets. How much you wanna bet to the fire game? I'm telling you, getting the game. I'm telling you, Dwayne is. I was gonna ask you, how do you market soccer to black kids? Because like, you just put them in the hood. You put you put put it in there. You say it's boring. Well, they gotta learn how to play. The other thing is, a lot of people don't know how to play soccer. I think once you learn to actually play, it's hard as hell. Oh, it's not. There's no doubt that it's hard. But I'm saying I think that's the gap because all you see is kicking. P. 
Period. And so you don't know. A bunch of you look up and you see as the score after fifty nine minutes is yeah. one to zero, and it's like, well, where's the action? You got to yeah. be. But the action athlete. is the fact that you just had to, you running seven miles a game. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. And, uh, I'm talking to dudes is crazy, up like track speed crazy and so it's another thing where it's like the positioning to not be able to use your hands and be able to like get your legs right like those ex running back cats that's got the you know what i'm saying maurice jones drew looking dudes <laughs> like those dudes probably not gonna be great at soccer but these cats who are wide receivers corners safeties you know people who are fast who had those quick twitch fiber whatever the hell they call it like those people have an opportunity to learn the fundamentals we could teach you how to play but you can't can you sprint 75 yards no in under a certain period of time and that's the thing and i think shorties can't right if you that fast remember you was you was up so if you can teach the fundamentals yeah, you didn't care it was just like <laughs> go go and so i think the kicking part is easy i think the skill side of it is probably one of the easier sports to learn okay but i think it's just about starting you young because it's the same thing as hooping like if you started doing it from when you started hooping you would be amazing at soccer yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta open these opportunities for the kids, man. Let them get to explore a little bit more. Yeah. Like you said, oh, yeah. I definitely think if they they get just got the opportunity to yeah. to, to see what it was like, especially because you know it, the numbers of youth participating in football are declining. It's going up, but the thing is, they the soccer looking, numbers are going up. Yeah, they're looking for for something new, and that's the parents the parents are looking at it like, okay, cool, my kid can play this, get a workout, be in shape. Not get laid out. Not CTs, risk his future not, health. Not risk his future health. Mental, physical, any of yeah. it. Your, your leg ain't getting torn off your body or nothing like that. <laughs> right. You ain't concussed as much. They have concussions, but not as many. And you still have a personality, right? Because it's your face. Mm -hmm. So you're open. Yep. You're out there. They got the dances. They got the personalities. They got definitely the, got. You can definitely swag out. That's it. That's a that's a key. And so you'll get a cat. I just want for American it's soccer to really key. become a thing. You need a kid from Detroit. Or Houston, or south south like L.A., yeah. south side of Chicago, Baltimore, somewhere like that. That's gonna come in and bring that flavor to it because Real. the second they do, Real. it's over. Real talk, nah, science be dope. Science from E Dub, man. Yep. Shout out. You know, I definitely want to make this short. Make sure this one is right. Shout Shake out Shakia Taylor. Taylor. Shake what yeah, up? I mean, Shake held us down while that's the best one in London. She needs to pull up. Oh yeah, we got to get her. On, you know, either on the phone or sitting across from us right here, but we got to talk either some football or baseball with her because I'm sure she got an opinion on everything that we, that we would talk about. But definitely thank you for holding it, holding it down, delivering uh, behind-the-scene coverage that entire weekend uh, from being at the bars in London to the press box during the game. So uh, expect to see more of that from the bigs. You know that uh, we rock with some of the realists, and thank you to Alan Pan and Shakia Taylor for rocking with the bigs and, and doing it real for the people. Appreciate you. Thank you. It's a wrap, man. 13 in the books. You go ahead and wrap this one up, man. I'm your man, T-Time, one half of the bigs. I'm the other half of the bigs. I need no introduction. If you need one, man, just refer back to the first. Uh, go ahead and press rewind, rewind on the tape. And, rewind it and get And get catch the tone, intro man. at the beginning. Go ahead and listen to it again. But get up out of here, man. It's us. Peace. Hey, yo. I'm in Salvatore, making salat. Been taking three flavors. Shoot the nigga now, we will speak later. Up to Whitney, got the Mac with me. Hit behind the wall, dip the bird door, shut up the whole store. Cherry